President Trump, if you see this, please save us. I don't even see our American flag anymore. Biden's talking with some kind of crazy flag. <laughs> this is America. This is our land. Please, President Trump. Please, please, I hope you have a plan. God, please save us. Save us from the devil, please. Y'all are about to have a panic attack. <laughs> this is our country. Our country. This is awful. God, please save us, please. Yo. Let's go. Hey. Colorful convos, this bigger than radio Stacking up milestones, it's looking like dominoes The team be focused all on our goals, Ronaldo Came up from Michigan, now we in different time zones Nico hit my phone and I told him that it's on That bullshit I don't condone Jumping off the top rope, I'm feeling Mysterio I am too lyrical, bitch, a new walking rhyme zone Okay in case they didn't know, my name it be Tesmo Smooth with the tempo, they screaming out, let's go Lights, camera, action I remember being at the bottom, but that's past tense I remember kicking out ideas and they was laughing I don't need a gun, cause these words are automatic Yeah, you now rocking with the best of the best Sit back, listen up as we investing in the lack I say what's popping Yeah, 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 yeah What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Colorful Convos. Um, that intro, because I'm sure all of you are wondering, is uh, this TikTok that I found over the weekend, um, 4 a.m. in Dallas. I was, that's why the fucking podcast is called 4 a.m. in Dallas, because I'm sitting there boarding my way too early flight on that way too early morning in the way too early busy Dallas airport. Uh, I'm exhausted from the long weekend, DJing, all that good stuff. And, you know, I usually am pretty good about, you know, like once I'm awake, I'm awake. But like those early morning flights, you know, kapish kapash, I'm, I'm not, I'm going back to bed. But I can't go back to bed until I'm on the plane, right? Because I've done that before where I wake up super early for a flight, I fell asleep at the gate, and I missed my flight. So, uh, and there's nothing more than I hate than fucking missing my flight. So, I have to stay awake. It's early. People are up way too early, way too active. Some people are drinking coffee from Starbucks at like 4.30 a.m. Blows my mind, but here I am sitting in my chair waiting in the terminal gate, something like that, and <laughs> I have my headphones in. I'm just trying to pass time, you know, just trying to get to boarding where I'm on the flight so the moment I sit down, I can fall asleep, okay? And I'm there. <laughs> and I'm there and I'm just minding my own business. I have my headphones in and this TikTok comes across my FYP. And I, guys, I was hysterically, audibly, noticeably laughing at this lady. Crying as she is on the shitter. And her, like, I mean. <laughs> President Trump. Yeah. If you see this, please save us. If you see this. If you see this. Oh. 
scrolling and he's going to see this. And this lady's the cry to help that he already thinks he already needs to do. Listen. I don't even see our American flag anymore. Biden's talking with some kind of crazy flag. <laughs> Listen, I... There's tons of TikToks like this of, you know, the Trump supporters and all that, like the hardcore ones bawling their eyes out and all this stuff. And this is fairly old. This was actually filmed, it looks like, in the middle of September. So this has been out for a minute. But, oh, my God, when I heard that first fart, when it gets better. This is America. This is our land. Please, President Trump, please, please, I hope you have a plan. God. This lady is exactly what you're picturing her. And this is where my podcast needs video content so you can see the TikTok that I'm reacting to. But I'll post the fucking description or link of it in the podcast description so you can find it. But this lady is probably mid-50s, early 60s. Who knows, late 40s? I don't fucking know. All right. She doesn't look great. Okay. And she is on the toilet aggressively shitting. Okay. And her face matches the noises in the background. Let's continue. Save us. Save us from the devil, please. (laughs) Save us from the devil. Oh, my God. The devil is in her butt. That's where it is. Dude, what did she eat? Like, I've had my fair share of Hershey squirts. But what this sounds like is the civil war is occurring in her rectum. And I don't know. (laughs) Do you think she was filming already? And then she just happened to shit? Or do you think she was shitting... And she just wanted to happen to film. Like, I need to... I have a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> this is our country. Our country. This is awful. God, please save us. That last one, man, that last one really sends it home. It's like the closer at a festival, you know, and (laughs) oh man, but anyways, (laughs) welcome to the show. Um, So if I'm laughing like this now, it's been three days since I was at that gate laughing at this. If I'm still hysterically laughing at that now. You can imagine what my reaction was at the gate. And thankfully, I, we have masks on, so I could I can at least try to cover it. But when I say tears were coming out, tears, and I could hear myself laughing, oh, I had to get up. I had to go. <laughs> I had to get up and go pull my water bottle. It was too much. But <clears throat> anyways, 
Another weekend of traveling, another weekend upcoming of traveling, going back to the great state of God bless Texas, this time going to Travis Scott World, Astro World, Houston. Uh, very fucking excited. Houston's one of my favorite places to go and visit. Um, been there a few times at the Color Run, always a good time. Great food, very excited. But Texas, man, is its own animal. It is a lot. It's not just a state that has terrible abortion laws. It is a state that where every single person has an opinion, okay? And people are very vocal and they want to tell you what they're thinking. Um, reason I say this is we're at the hotel. Um, we're at the hotel and it's 3 a.m. Again, we're waiting for our Uber to go to the airport. And I'm the only one in the lobby. The only one. I'm tired it's 3 a.m and the front desk lady feels like this is the perfect time to let me know how she feels about vaccinations and you know at this point I'm so over everything COVID related for the rest of my life that now at this point I just nod and agree to whoever's talking to me so I could leave the conversation especially when it's at the most inconsiderate hours and timing. But hotel guy, the bartender at the bar, same thing the night before. He wants to talk to us about how, you know, Texas really messed up and, you know, the Texas this and that and all this shit. But listen, the real question I have is, is y'all and yeehaw male and... <laughs> Y'all and yeehaw, man, when you hear that in Texas authentically, not just like a what's up, man, like a y'all, like when you say it out in the Midwest with all your friends. In Texas, when you hear y'all and yeehaw, <laughs> sends me back. All right. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Texans are very vocal about how they feel about everything and it's just fun because I am very much you know I, I don't know what I am I agree with both sides on numerous things so I, I don't know a centralist I don't know if that's a thing I'm just kind of in the middle uh, there's things that both sides say and at the end of the day I don't like choosing sides because choosing sides always leads to you know conflict and all that and shit and I just like to pick whoever is the most <clears throat> um, whatever direction is going to go forward okay and that's my you know, spiel for politics for the next three years is just pick something that's going to move us forward. And, um, but other than that, hotel bars, uh, don't experience them much just because the hotels that I stay at usually don't have them. Um, but this one did. And I gotta say, hotel bars are crazy. Uh, there are a distinct breed of male and females who come down to the hotel bar simply to get taken back upstairs uh, and get, you know, <laughs> the, uh, I was trying to think of a joke. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is bad. And it's really uncomfortable because I am not like that. I've never been like that. I've never even been the, the Tinder Bumble guy, let alone the let me, let me pick up the girl that I just met an hour ago type guy. Um, but watching it from afar sure is a treat. Uh, and it makes me kind of like, it's surprising that guys have this immaculate game. 
I know numerous of my friends who had just this game, okay, where they could walk up to a girl and they could go out, you know, the next night or whatever it may be. If they're at a party, they can go home together. Like, it's insane because me, I'm just, I think I'm awkward. I, I, you ever wonder that, like, if you're awkward? Like, I don't think I am, but I feel like I am, you know? Um, but it's crazy watching people from afar complete the mission <laughs> is uh is pretty is pretty remarkable um but we were at the hotel bar with uh fellow DJs Sarah and Jay Steele good friends that I've met on the road now and we were just chilling there having a few drinks shooting the shit laughing it up and we meet this guy okay I to this day I don't know what his name was but we hung out three nights in a row at the Dallas Hyatt hotel bar and the first night we're all just drinking and we all and me Sarah and Jay Steele we get hungry and we're like let's go to IHOP next door so we go to IHOP if you've been a longtime listener of this show there is a distinct episode that I released eons ago called I ordered a Kentucky fried steak from IHOP okay that was the title of the podcast and IHOP isn't my first cup of tea, okay? The reason that it's dumb of me is because whenever I go to IHOP, I know the pancakes are going to be good, right? But that's not enough for me. I need more. And I don't like pancakes being a meal. I like a side of pancakes too, preferably buttermilk. If I really want to go crazy, I'll go strawberry. I used to be a chocolate chip guy, not anymore. Me, now classic buttermilk, a little bit of butter, a little bit of whipped cream, a lot of bit of maple syrup. And we go, and of course, I am dumb and drunk. So what do I do? I order the Kentucky Fried, Kentucky Fried, Country Fried, <laughs> Country Fried Steak from IHOP. And again, it was atrocious. Uh, I didn't have poison food poisoning like I did the last time, but I did feel the after effects. Not the after effects like homegirl at the beginning on the toilet like that, but it was pretty close. Um, you know, like one of those like rumble guts all day kind of vibe where you know it's going to be a miserable morning. Yeah, those type of ifs, shits. <clears throat> Let me get a water because I feel like I just said a billion words in two minutes. <sighs> wow. Um. So we go to IHOP. This guy, second of all, ta also Texas, like everyone that I met in Texas was either an author or a musician or like an artist of some sort, like the Uber drivers, everything. Some I could tell they were bullshitting and others I could be like, cool, I totally see it. Uh, this guy was, I think, I want to say he was on the bullshit end because he said that he was writing a book. He also said that he was writing a song. He also said that he was writing... This, this, and that, but he refused to show us anything. Uh, the most that the most that we got out of him was the title of his book. And, you know, I don't know if New York bestselling is going to pick up this title, but this is what the guy said verbatim. And Jay Steele has a video of it on his phone. He said, the name of the book is How to Give a Woman an Earth-Shattering orgasm that was the title of his book that he was writing and then he goes on to explain that the premise of the book if you couldn't tell by the egregious title 
is his tips on how to, you know, please the woman mentally and psychoactively and physically and all this stuff. And I asked him how many pages he was in. He said 57. I said, let me see it. He said, no. I said, let me see a picture of it. He said, no. Look out on your local Barnes and Nobles in the next few years. You see (coughs) Jesus. If you see uh, how to, (laughs) if you see the book, how to give a woman an earth shattering orgasm uh, on (laughs) your local bookstore shelves, send me a copy, please. uh, Because I'm absolutely, I want to know because this guy won. I'll probably learn his name because I don't know his name. So I could finally figure out who the hell I was talking to. I have his number somehow. And he was texting me all weekend like, hey, come to the bar. You guys should come here. You guys should come there. You know, you picture him. And, and yeah, I don't know. Nonetheless, he sang at our table. It was like 1231 a.m. The IHOP servers hated us. Okay. He was loud. He, the thing that really bothered me, and even in a drunk state of mind, this triggers me, is when people listen to music on their iPhones, like without headphones or anything like that, just out loud in a public setting. Man, that mm, that irks me. That jiggle, jingle, <laughs> that jingles my bells, you know? And <clears throat> I didn't like that. So we're going to move on from that story. Um, why do you still listen to this? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I honestly, I was thinking about this, like last few episodes I've been coming on and just blah, 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 blah. But it seems as if people interact the most with the episodes that I despise <laughs> because I, you know, sometimes try so hard to put out a good episode, you know, write out topics, you know, think of good things to say, maybe tickle the brain on a few topics. But it seems that my demographic is people whose thoughts are as aimless as mine because the last few episodes where I'm just babbling have been extremely popular, okay? Like, haven't released an episode in a couple, like not a couple weeks, like maybe 10 days, and people were still listening to that episode. I had a great turnout, and for that, I thank you, because sometimes you get so caught up in, like, how to make this good. And, you know, like, in our recent, you know, February Friends and 100 episodes and all this stuff, like, I get lost in that because I feel like I need to, you know, have a theme and have an idea and all, and I have to follow this certain path all the time. And no, but when I get like the feedback that, you know, the episodes that are just kind of mumbo jumbo for 25, 30 minutes. And if that's what you like, I appreciate you. And if that's not what you like, Hey, I'm going to try to have something for you that you will like, um, which kind of leads me to, since I start to, I'm getting more feedback now, people, people are reaching out, um, and, acknowledging that they pay attention to this. Uh, If there's something that you've always wanted to be, you know, like researched or talked about and you yourself don't want to do it, but you want me to do it, let me know. If you have an idea, something like I want to get really drunk and come on the episode one day and read like green eggs and ham. So like that's what I'm going to do one day for one of these episodes. But if you have an egregious idea like that, Shoot me a DM, shoot me a text, let's link up, 
give me that idea because I, I love trying to do other things. Okay. But back to your, you know, normally televised program, um, big bounce America doing a great, great thing. Um, with them going to cap off right now, Houston's looking to be my last event of the year. I know there's a few left. Hopefully I get brought onto those. Um, but as of right now, Houston will be my last event. Um, and super incredible, um, incredible opportunity, not only because is the company like doing all these big bounce Americas, but they're global, um, in terms of doing events everywhere. And they have an umbrella of events that they do besides big bounce. So super excited with the partnership that I've built with them and it's getting better and better. Super cool. All the DJs that I've met, super exciting that this weekend in Houston, me and Choff, um, Christian Hoffer will be together, uh, down there shooting the shit and making bitches bounce. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it kind of motivated me in a lot of ways. I quit my job, um, kind of because of it, you know, I got this opportunity, uh, the upside potential of it looks really good. And I was like, Hey, you know what? It's time to, it's time to, you know, go all in. So that's kind of what I'm in right now is the all in chips all down. And let's see where this goes. All I got to do is survive. Okay. I'll find a way to make money, which I do on these gigs. But also if I am ever short, I know that I'm the type of guy that will never sit on my ass and not do it. Um, the one thing that is hard is, you know, filling my days now, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays are usually my down days. And then Friday through Sunday or early Monday morning, I'm gone. So trying to find time to do these episodes and motivating myself to go to the gym, motivating myself to do these episodes. You know, that's kind of the, the other struggle that I'm dealing with right now. So I appreciate this and I appreciate this opportunity and I'm beyond excited um, to see where all of this goes. But we were in the middle of um, one of the last adult sessions in Houston. So big bounce does like little kids, big kids, whatever. And then at night it's the adults uh, and everyone's vibing. Everyone's having a good party. I'm like being the MC for the for this session. So the other guys DJing and, you know, uh, I'm doing my thing, you know, interacting with the crowd, all this. And this like lady was right next to where I was like basically the entire time she was filming, but she was primarily like watching. And she had this boy who was not an adult, probably like 14. And I think that's what she said. She was like 14 or 15 was standing there with him. And they were just kind of acknowledging everything going on. And it's kind of a dead moment where like, I just didn't really need to MC. There was just music playing and, I lean over and I just, out of curiosity, I was like, I just said, like, is there something that I can help you with? Like, you guys have been standing here the whole time. Like, are you guys waiting for something? Like, all, and then she just hit me with the, how old are you? And I was like, whoa, okay. Um, I was like, I'm 24. She was like, okay. She was like, did you play any sports? And I'm like, yeah, I played soccer. And she's like, did you play in college? And I said, yeah. She goes, how old were you when you started to get, like, recruited or started having to take it more serious? I was like, you know, 15, 16. So then she turns to her kid and says, like, you see, like, everyone, like, she said, like, something along the way, like, you see, everyone is, like, on the same path as you are. And I kind of, like, again, music going, people are bouncing. This is all happening pretty quick. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, like I was kind of just confused. She's like, no, no, no. She's like, this is my son. He is, right now, he's a 15-year-old, you know, like, X star, like star, I think it was running back, 
for something who's already getting looked at by universities and all this stuff. And she just like, she was like, I'm just trying to have him live in the moment. And I was like, really? I was like, what do you mean by that? She's like, well, she's like, you know, in college, when you're a student athlete, you don't really have a social life. She's like, and this kid, he's 15 and he's already not basically having a social life. He's got sports and training and camps and all this. And I'm just trying to have him appreciate the time that he can step away from those things because he doesn't understand that you can still have fun and also grind. And I was like, damn. And then I like gave like, I did like, if you're having a good time, make some noise, got the crowd going again. And then kind of, again, wanted to talk to this lady. And she's like, I just don't want my kid to like look back and say that he didn't appreciate the moments where he could have had fun. And I was like, wow. And that really hit me because if you're a student athlete, um, if you just weren't sports or, you know, you're a nursing student, you know, you have these responsibilities that you have to fulfill um, for a team or for your grade that will take you away from, you know, going out with your friends and doing all that. And I've been there and everyone who's ever been a student athlete or a good student has been there. Um, but for this kid, that's all he knows was football. Like all he knew, like that's all he wanted to care about. Like people were jumping, having a good time. Like he was just in game mode. Like I, he's like, his mom was like, he told me that he should be training right now, not jumping out of bounce house. And like, and to that, I looked at the kid and I was like, jumping is training. I was like, you can still get a good workout here, but right now you're just standing still. And he was like, hmm, maybe you're right. And I'm like, you see, and you got to just find, you know, those pockets to be able to do two things at once and multitask and, and all that. But I told them like, Hey, like you want to be here. It's like, maybe right now you don't feel like you want to be here, but you're going to look back and say, man, I wish I would have had more fun here. And this was like maybe 15 minutes left in his session when we had this conversation. And for those like next 15 minutes, he was just jumping around and going crazy. And then the mom was taking videos and he was participating. And he, it was really cool because, you know, I think we just get way too caught up in, in things that we think we should be doing when we aren't really acknowledging what we have in front of us. And to that, I say, you know, take a breath, relax, enjoy the moment because we don't really know when the next moment is. Um, and it was pretty cool to have that, like, mom kind of, like, even hone me down a little. And, like, you know, I get caught up in all this shit, too. Um, but she kind of, like, humbled me for a sec. Um, so that was a really cool, you know, thing I experienced this weekend. And for some reason, I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> oh, isn't that a good noise? ASMR, right? I love ice. Um, before I went to Dallas, me and my roommate Connor, we got to go see Tommy Tom Segura here in Salt Lake City. Um, I love comedy. I love comedians. It was an amazing time. He is hilarious. Um, every time I see a comedian, I want to like I say to myself like, "Can I do that? Would I want to do that?" And the answer is like kind of yes. Like I want to try it. Because I, just to see how fucking terrifying it is. But when I had Trey Lamb on here, one of the comedians from Salt Lake, uh, after the show was over, we just sat down, you know, chilled and smoked and talked. And 
he told me to kind of just go for it. And he has like an open mic that he hosts and all that. So I'm thinking about it because I feel like I have a lot of good content just from this podcast, personal stories. I could do a wicked Latina mom uh, accent and I'm pretty good at impersonations. So, but anyway, the real kind of segue that I wanted to talk about was like comedians and just like how much like needed they are in society. Um, right now, the whole thing in the world is that, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle and his The Closer special that came out on Netflix, that he was anti-LGBTQ and he hates trans people and all this. If you saw the special, did he say some really crazy shit? Yes. But if you really listen to what he was saying, you know, like, I don't think he has an ounce of hate for LGBTQ people. I think that's just what, you know, is like not funny, but like that's what he wanted to talk about. And I hate that comedians get blasted because like comedy is really the only career where you get paid to say horrible things and you make jokes about really crazy things and you make the moment a little heavier, but also relieving and people can laugh about, you know, topics that may be a little tough. Um, but Dave Chappelle's not getting fucking canceled. Okay. I don't think that man has one ounce of hate in him. I just think he's funny as fuck and he knows who's going to get triggered by what he says and look at, at the end of the day, all that people are doing is talking about Dave Chappelle's The Closer special. And you know what that means? Money for Dave Chappelle. And if you've watched the previous specials with Dave Chappelle, there he makes the same comments and people still get mad. And at this point, he's just fucking with you. He's just fucking with you. I don't think Dave Chappelle gives a fuck what you're going on, like what's going on in your life, like the decisions you have to make in your life. That's all your decisions. I don't think he cares. I just think he knows who's going to get mad at what he says and who's going to talk about it more so he gets more money. Because at the end of the day, that's what all this boils down to. The man got $20 million for five Netflix specials over a five-year period. Do you think he has, like, you think he cares about what he says? That man got paid. And Netflix is going to have his back. You want to know why? Because Netflix, when Dave Chappelle, the Chappelle show came on Netflix, Dave Chappelle said, hey, take that down. And Netflix immediately, without hesitation, took it down because Dave Chappelle didn't get paid in the past. But then Dave Chappelle did get paid his $50 million for the Chappelle show and Netflix put it back on. You want to know why they put it back on? Because Chappelle and Chappelle show are must see television and if you don't want to listen to what he says don't but me as a fan of comedy as a fan of someone who has balls of just like saying whatever they want to say it's incredible nobody else in the world would be able to get away with the jokes Dave Chappelle says want to know why because they're not Dave Chappelle and at the end of the day he ain't going nowhere he knew what he was doing. He said it to piss people off. He said it to get people to talk about it. And right now, if you go on Netflix, what's the number one thing trending worldwide is his special. 
It's a game. He plays chess. Everyone else plays checkers. He doesn't hate anybody. He doesn't care what about anything that you are feeling and, and what your opinions are. He's just there to tell a joke and for, to make people laugh. And at the end of the day, if you think it's funny, you think it's funny. And if you don't, turn it off. And I think that's the thing that's the most wrong with like everything now is that people feel like they need to keep replying or people think they need to keep scrolling. People feel like they need to keep reading and watching. It's like, just turn it off. If you don't like the way someone's, you know, if you don't like the joke, if you don't like the show, if you don't like the song, you skip it, you move on. And like, I don't let things like that bother me, you know? So I don't know. Chappelle's not getting canceled. I might get canceled for that Rambo. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, all I care about is that you are here to listen to me, um, try to make sense of whatever I went through the weekend prior or whatever I'm going through right now. Um, it's been really fun to do this. <laughs> Man, that freaking... <laughs> I can't get over Trump lady. Uh, I can't get over how much I love all of you. And I can't get over how much fun I'm having. We will see you when we see you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Colorful Combos. We will be back with episode 113 soon. Be safe. Peace.